0: we like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 17th, 2019. And the title of this, well, it's not quite a 14-minute video, uh, is You Need to Watch This Mini-Documentary on the Evil History of the ADL, which is the Anti-Defamation League, the Synagogue of Satan, Anti-Defamation League, that's in America. And the, I believe it's called B'nai B'rith, Before History is Erased. So, again, not trying to, like, I'm not trying to demonize the, you know, Israelite people or the Jews and this type of stuff. This is just simply pointing out facts regarding um, the synagogue of Satan and some of their, their apparatuses that exist in American society primarily and elsewhere as well. So, let's go ahead and... Listen to this. Like
1: our reality has been flipped upside down. Why is there such a massive distinction between what we're taught in school, what we're told by the media, and the truth we uncover?
0: Also, too, she's going to start out with a story. And and you're going to be like, well, what does this have to do with anything? Well, the story leads up to something. And you really have to listen to the full story to understand the full scope of everything. And that's why I'm going to go ahead and roll this whole little uh, audio clip
1: through our own journey. Have you ever noticed that seconds, hours, decades, and centuries tick by on the clock, yet some moments get stuck there between the gears? Over a century ago, in my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, a girl was murdered, and with her body, the truth was buried. Whether by chance or by design, the void was filled with something else entirely, something that became a legal allegory of sorts, one shrouded in controversy. With the passage of time, facts were watered down, and the past was all but erased, only accessible to those who knew exactly where to look. Which is why we're all here now.
0: 1913, the year... Like
1: a phoenix from the ashes of Sherman's march to the sea, Atlanta sprung forth as the gateway to the New South attracting a diverse array of businesses and workers to Georgia's capital. One of these workers was former farm girl, 13-year-old Mary Fagan, who had recently been laid off at the National Pencil Company, then managed by 29-year-old superintendent Leo Frank, a man of German-Jewish descent, who grew up in New York, eventually graduating from Cornell University, and traveled throughout Europe to learn the ways of business. Though he'd journeyed south only a few years prior to implement his European lessons, Frank made fast friends within his community, becoming president of the Atlanta chapter of Bene B'rith, which is much like a Masonic society but strictly for Jewish folks that was created in New York after the American Revolution. On Saturday, April 26, 1913, on the day of what was once celebrated as Confederate Memorial Day, little Mary Fagan entered the office of her boss, Leo Frank, to collect her pay of $1.20. Frank would be the last known person to see Mary alive. The next day, in the wee hours of morning, Newt Lee, the night watchman, discovered a horrible scene in the basement of the factory, where Mary's brutally beaten body was left atop of a flurry of pencil shavings, with a cord cinched around her neck, her autopsy later revealing she'd been raped. And beside her corpse were two notes describing her murderer, a long, tall black man called the Night Witch, written through Mary's perspective, as though she jotted it down during her final moment. The Black night Watchman. And then how could that happen?
0: Uh, Yeah. Oh, hold on while I'm being raped and and killed. I'm going to jot down the description of you, the killer, while you're doing this to me. And I'm going to leave it behind. And you're going to leave it here so that, you know. it's, it's, It's a lot like what we just talked about with this thing going on with Iran. And all of the, just all of the total red flags. This story is riddled with that type of, of, of of information as well
1: discovered mary's body was immediately brought into the police station as a suspect
0: in... uh, it was a guy named newt lee he was another uh, night watchman i think that worked there
1: Police wasted no time in attempting to get a confession out of him even going as far as firing off a gun next to his head during the interrogation but that confession never came more suspects were arrested as pressure mounted to find mary's killer but eventually only two suspects remained the first was Jim Conley, the pencil factory's black janitor, who held the lowest-status job at the factory but was paid 50% more than white child laborers and held special privilege of never having to punch the clock as granted by Frank and was seen washing red stains out of his shirt while at the factory, which police later determined to be rust. And the second suspect... uh uh-huh.
0: They determined it was rust, the red stain. Notice, he had a st- he had a station of privilege there. He was Leo Frank's henchman. In other words, what she was... I'm I'm kind of giving you the description of what's actually going on here.
1: Was Leo Frank, the last person to admit seeing Mary alive. Frank quickly hired the best defense team money could buy to prove his innocence in the murder trial that made front page headlines that entire summer. In the courtroom and beyond, lies were told, stories rehashed, true character revealed, and bribes offered. The case began to heat up after Conley admitted that he wasn't illiterate like he originally claimed. And in fact, he swore that Leo Frank paid him to write the murder
2: notes,
1: (laughs) framing Conley's entire involvement as an accomplice in the murder of Mary Fagan, with Leo Frank as the main suspect. Refusing to be cross-examined unlike the other suspects, Frank's story began to unravel as his accounts of what occurred after Mary left his office started to change with each recollection. Originally, Frank swore that he stayed in his office following Mary's departure after receiving her pay envelope. But later, Frank stated he might have taken an unconscious bathroom break that would have placed him walking past the metal room, the site where Mary was believed to have been murdered, and at the- So he's
0: a liar trying to craft a story to fit whatever narrative to get him out of hot water.
1: ...expected time when the attack occurred. Another young worker was called to the witness stand claiming that she had gone to Frank's office right after Mary left. And Frank wasn't there. She even waited around for a bit, but concluded that Frank had gone home for the day. Now,
0: it, just so you know, if you watch this video, they're actually showing actual newspaper clippings of the, the trial and the, the people and everything that she's actually talking about is being verified in the background. But you can't see that because you're, you're listening to it. By, but I just want to let you know that's there.
1: Character witnesses included a string of female employees who all had the same thing to say about Frank. He was a touchy, leery pervert with a penchant for young girls. So after a drawn-out trial that garnered immense public attention, and claims from the prosecution that alleged bribery and witness tampering from Frank's legal team, the grand jury reached a unanimous verdict. A grand jury which, by the way, included Jewish members. They'd all decided that Leo Frank was guilty. After being convicted of murder, the judge sentenced Frank to death by hanging, which was set to be carried out that October, but after Frank's legal team attempted several failed appeals all the way up to the federal level, attorney and Georgia governor Slayton eventually had Frank's sentence reduced to life in prison. The public response was one of anger, as they believed the justice system had failed the real victim, Mary Fagan, because of under-the-table deals and conflicts of interest. Given that Governor Slayton was a partner at the law firm of Frank's defense. <laughs> On August 16th, 1915, oh. a group of about 25 men who called themselves the Knights of Mary Fagan kidnapped Frank from prison and lynched him in Marietta, Georgia. Wow. His body facing the direction of the Fagan. That's faith. where I went
0: to chiropractic college. Spent four years of my life in Marietta, Georgia. I did, and I never knew that this actually happened. But see, back then, you know, they people had a lot higher sense of, I believe, morality and justice. And they weren't going to let this abide. Now, it's just like, you know, they frame it mischief by a law, like we talked about in the first part. And I I just think people are so numbed and dumbed down for the most part that the government and the court systems and things of this nature routinely get away with murder, literally.
1: In residence. though they describe themselves as a benevolent organization. By the time Mary Fagan's corpse was six feet under Georgia Clay, B'nai Brith had already been publicly accused of espionage during the Civil War and implicated in the assassination of President Lincoln, with the goal of subverting and fragmenting America so that it could once again fall under the British crown, as documented by both Gentile and Jewish scholars alike. During the Civil War, agents of B'nai B'rith even worked in cahoots with Confederate General and sovereign Grand Commander of the Scottish Rite Southern Jurisdiction, the infamous Freemason known as Albert Pike. It was reported that after... Okay,
0: highest-ranking Freemason of the 1800s, okay, wrote the book Morals and Dogma, which is the Bible for the Freemasons, um, basically said in the esoteric version of Morals and Dogma that... We Worship Lucifer. I've given you the quotes before. It's in one of the Chick tracks, And um, was the only Confederate war general with a statue of him inside the city limits of Washington, D.C. Only Confederate war general. I mean, he had a a place of very, very high privilege. And that's also where the Grand Lodge, the one, if you're going to be a 33rd degree Mason, you have to go to that one in Washington, D.C. to get, to actually become a 33rd degree mason and drink wine out of a real human skull who knows sometimes it may be blood who knows but yeah that's albert pike the albert pike she's just
1: referenced leo frank was found guilty and convicted of murder he was once again reelected as president of Bene Brits atlanta chapter whose members were adamant in perpetuating the narrative that frank's fate relied heavily on conley's testimony The testimony of a proven liar and second-class citizen in the post-Civil War South. And B'nai B'rith even went as far as inscribing in stone that everyone in the courtroom during that sweltering Southern summer, aside from Frank and his defense team, was either bribed, threatened, or fell under one all-encompassing term, an anti-Semite.
0: Of course, of course, how convenient. And who who is going to bribe the jury? Okay, I can understand Frank bribing the jury, a rich Jewish guy that had the B'nai B'rith behind him and all, but, you know, the the girl that he murdered, she's she's gone, she was poor. There was no money coming from that side. No, they just, the jury was honest and they saw that he was a murderer and they convicted him and it was just. And then when they reduced him his sentence to um, life instead of, of death penalty, well, then they, then you got, the lynch mob that came after him and actually dealt out and meted out justice.
1: A federal reserve system was created and Americans began paying federal income tax. Leo Frank was convicted of murder and as a result, Ben Abrith created the Anti-Defamation League, what would serve as the public relations arm of their benevolent organization. So
0: the, his murder was literally the start of the Anti-Defamation League, which I've talked a lot about in recent times and and how their one of their main goals is the absolute total destruction of america of its sovereignty of of any kind of um you know um pro constitution um pro liberty it is it is a it is a um organization solely devoted and dedicated to advancing the synagogue of satan's agenda so that's what we're dealing with here
1: with its original mission statement, to stop by appeals to reason and conscience, and if necessary, by appeals to law, the defamation of the Jewish people. As the years watered down the public awareness of the Leo Frank trial, the ADL... What
0: their goal is, is to cover up all the misdeeds and evil of the synagogue of Satan. And again, to me, this has nothing to do with just a, uh, your average run-of-the-mill Jewish person. Okay, I'm not demonizing them. I'm talking about what the synagogue of Satan does. That's why the Anti-Defamation League is in existence, to cover up their evil, their murders, and their misdeeds.
1: Up their campaign to paint Frank as an innocent man and victim of anti-Semitism. Their efforts stretched across various platforms, publications, docu-series, college curriculums, and music theater productions.
0: one was <laughs> showing all of these books dedicated. The Leo Frank case... Um, by leonard dinnerstein so we know he's a jewish guy i mean anytime you have stein and so they pub, they did all of these things in order to try to like vindicate this raping pervert devil and and this is how the adl got started
1: telling a Frank's story portrayed 13 year old mary fagan as a temptress who all but enjoyed being sexually abused by older men
0: 13 years old he raped her She was coming to him to get her pay. And he ends up raping her and then killing her because, you know, he doesn't want her talking. And then trying to cover up and botching that. And they're defending this devil.
1: The ADL highlighted racial tensions in the South during that time, but conveniently left out crucial evidence in key witness accounts that ultimately resulted in Frank's conviction. Even in her last will and testament, Frank's Jewish wife stated that she didn't want to be buried next to him. <laughs> was she also practicing anti-Semitism? The ADL has never been shined That's about. what
0: a vile devil this guy was. His own wife didn't want to be buried next to him. I mean, they show pictures of him, and the guy just looks like he's just soulless, pretty much. Just a soulless devil.
1: Their ...objective. Unless they could obtain an official pardon for Leo Frank from the United States legal system... It very much appeared that the organization was created to protect a pedophile murderer who managed a sweatshop full of children. In 1982, it seemed like the ADL would get exactly what they wanted when Alonzo Mann, in his old age, came forward with a statement. He'd lied in 1913 during his sworn testimony. He corrected the record, saying that on April 26, 1913, When he was a 14-year-old office boy at the National Pencil Company, he witnessed Jim Conley carrying the body of Mary Fagan. And when Conley realized he'd been caught, he threatened Mann's life, saying that if he told anyone, he'd kill him. So 67 years after Frank was lynched, Mann came clean, which started the process of the ADL petitioning for a pardon. But what the ADL considered a bombshell only confirmed Conley's testimony. He was an accomplice to the murder. An appeal to tribalism would have you believe that an innocent man was lynched for a crime he didn't commit because of anti-semitism. An appeal to common sense leads you in a different direction. Mary Fagan obviously didn't write her own murder notes, so if Jim Conley was really the one guilty of homicide, then why would he implicate himself in the notes? Isn't it more logical to consider that Conley was probably paid by the real murderer to write those notes in the aftermath of Mary's death, assuring Conley that the physical description of a long, tall, black night witch would fit the physical description of Newt Lee, who they both knew would be the one to discover Mary's body the following morning. Pair that common sense explanation with the forensic and circumstantial evidence, character witnesses, in the ever-changing personal testimony that eventually planted Leo Frank at the scene of the crime at the time of Mary's death, and that's how a unanimous guilty verdict was reached. The ADL has been praised for their efforts to protect individuals and groups from bias, discrimination, and hate, which has landed the ADL's education materials in the curriculums of public schools granted them the opportunity to provide training within the police system and given them sway in the boardrooms of media conglomerates and leading technology monopolies like Google, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. The scope of their influence cannot be understated on the flip side, criticism of the ADL involves them being an anti-Gentile, pro-Israel group masquerading as a progressive civil rights organization, which promotes the us versus them narrative that once only consisted of Gentile versus Jew, but has now expanded to men versus women, black versus white, straight versus gay, pretty much any divisive agenda imaginable, the ADL champions. Then labeled
0: Which is their goal, divide and conquer, turn everybody against everybody, while the puppet masters are actually on the outside, which is the synagogue of Satan in this particular case, the highest level of the Illuminati, the 13 families that run the world that are do have typically this synagogue of Satan bloodline. And, and again, I'm not talking about all Jews. I'm talking about the Illuminati, and I'm talking about their henchmen and, and that bloodline, those bloodlines. Uh, this is who we're in reference to here. Divide and conquer, order out of chaos, Hegelian dialectic, you know, um, problem-reaction-solution, and this is what they've been doing for centuries.
1: Any criticism against the group they claim to protect as hate speech, but the ADL doesn't really protect these groups. It harms them, it exploits them, it teaches them to view themselves as victims of a hostile world. Without victimhood, without racial provocation, the ADL has no need to exist. So how much of the hatred is real, and how much is manufactured? This criticism along with that line of questioning is labeled, you guessed it, anti-Semitism. While Frank was posthumously pardoned in 1986, he was not absolved. Over a hundred years after the death of Mary Fagan and the ADL is still trying to get Frank exonerated. But this time they have the help of Freemason attorney and former Georgia governor, Roy Barnes, who has outspokenly advocated for the case to be re-examined. Not much has changed, has it? And who benefits from this pardon? Not Mary Fagan, and not Leo Frank. I don't know if you've noticed, but they're both very dead. However, it does benefit the ADL. They have become the thing they claim to hate, a Stasi-like entity that seeks not only to censor speech, but thought as well. Leo Frank's pardon, in a way, brings legitimacy to their creation and endorses their efforts. Today, we find ourselves stuck between yesterday and tomorrow. Sandwiched between the corpses of Mary Fagan and Leo Frank. In a coffin so subtle that most of us don't realize we're lying there. Remaining silent when we should say something. Most people are good people, just doing the best they can, regardless of their race, gender, or belief system. They are subject to programming and manipulation. Their bodies succumb to illness. They want the best for their families, just like me and you. It is only a sliver of a percentage of individuals who commit acts of evil. They are not honest about who they are, and instead they construct illusions to shield themselves from jagged truths that bleed out of a past once bearing. and that is the crux of the matter.
0: So, I wanted to play that, I just, I was, it's pretty moving, uh, and it does tie heavily into a lot of what we've been talking about recently regarding the synagogue of Satan. To further that, I got this email from a listener, and it was uh, entitled, uh, Disturbing Discovery. This is the Bilderberg attendees. She said, Dr. Johnson, I was dismayed today to find a list of the Bilderberg attendees for this year's meeting starting tomorrow, May 31st, 2019. Uh, So this was, you know, about 17 days ago. The Trump administration is heavily represented at the Bilderberg okay which is you know basically for, forming the the coming new world order is is you know CFR Bilderberg this type of stuff he's his administration his warmonger swamp creature faction is heavily represented there okay mike pompeo warmonger in in chief jared kushner you know the possibly the coming antichrist possibly representatives of the department of defense and national security agency and it goes now guaranteed i guarantee you what a lot of of what was discussed is how they're going to proceed with this whole thing with iran and how they're going to bring them to war which is what we just talked about that was probably a big portion of what was discussed there in secret this is especially troubling since Trump has differentiated himself as a nationalist, anti-globalist, and pro-Constitution patriotic person, which he's none of those. The Bilderberg Group, run by the Rothschild Central Luciferian bankers that totally own Trump, represent the worst of globalism, who meet in secrecy each year, chart out the way to manage the public for their own selfish interests, strip people of their rights, promote the wickedness and wars they represent, and the way to handle those who they think actually have God-given rights. The event itself has every manner of decadent self-indulgences offered. It is a love fest for the wicked. I think besides praying for President Trump, who perhaps is misrep- who is perhaps misrepresenting misrep- himself to us, well, that's not a perhaps. That's a, that's a 100% solid fact. We need to pray for the end of groups like this and other cabals that foster most of the world's suffering. I, I agree, I, I couldn't agree more but again from a biblical standpoint um while I think it's great to pray against them uh that those are going to be the groups that help to usher in the new world order and the seven year tribulation under Antichrist and false prophet in World War 3 so ultimately while I think it's great to pray against them at some point that agenda will come to pass from a biblical standpoint uh, so going forward, uh, I have enclosed several links with the attendees because of the first three I looked at were later censored, leaving off Pentagon employees and Mike Pompeo. So she gave a whole bunch of of links. If you want to explore this more, um, and it gives it gives the whole list of of everybody that's represented. Now, these are just some more reports that broke um, oh, really recently. Uh, And again, I would like to go through this whole, this first link, the whole thing, but it's so big and so voluminous and there's so much information, damning evidence regarding Trump. I mean, it's to the point where, I mean, I've got so much I could cover with Trump still that, I mean, I never even had this much with Obama. I never did. I've, I've got so much more with Trump. It boggles the mind but this first one is a very special special message to the patriot movement donald trump is not who we thought he was that is just bombshell that whole report but I again i don't have time to read it it will go out in my newsletter as well the next one is unvarnished status report on trump's promises that's the one chuck baldwin just put out okay total facts this stuff can't be refuted next one if trump's on your side then why is this one law still on the books that's a dave hodges report another really good one another one trump fully on board insider spills never before heard secret about the rockefeller and their quote opportunity zone this is whole this is all new this information about an 18 minute video there if you want to listen to that that's a whole other way that trump's selling us out Another one Trump Donald Trump's direct links to the 9/11 perpetrators are indisputable. Giuliani was New York City the New York City point man. Yeah, you better believe he knew what was going on there. Another one. Trump makes big Agra great again ends most GMO food regulations with executive order. I'm gonna get into that uh, shortly. Well, maybe I don't know, probably the next part. And then another one, breaking border invasion reaches new peak levels, 20,000 immigrants per day. And that's just in one sector in Texas, 20,000 a day. And there's film footage of it. Um, They're not being stopped. If anything, they're being assisted. And uh, it's all under Trump's watch, every bit of it. Not saying he's every bit to blame for every single thing wicked going on. But he is a gigantic cog in the wheel, for sure. Next report. American sanctuary cities are being divided up into drug plaza territories under the control of the Sinaloa cartel. Below is a map, and again the map is in the PDF for um, June 17th, 2019 on ContendingForTruth.com. Below is a map of present sanctuary cities. Corrupt politicians and organized crime run, run in these cities the identifiers on this map are spreading like a fast acting cancer and you can click on it this this map is straight from immigration and customs enforcement this isn't like some this is straight from the horse's mouth you can view image of map view sanctuary cities topic page full map page there's different links i give you here and there's a lot of sanctuary cities Um, a lot concentrated on the east and the west coast Um, a lot concentrated in colorado uh south the the southeast not a lot you start to get in into them more so um looks like there's a couple in the atlanta area and then and then into my neck of the woods um from charlotte on up into the uh northeast and then um also quite a view in iowa it looks like Anyway, but you can check that out if you like. The people pictured below with their accompanying sign threatening violence against law enforcement personnel in Arizona are great examples of pure evil. Now, here's a recent picture of one of these protests. It's in a American city. Some people have American flags, and then there's the illegal aliens. And this guy has a sign that says, give us free health care, jobs, no taxes, um jobs with no taxes give us housing food you owe us america this deluded devil hasn't got enough evidently from the government he wants everything of course a a lot of cases they're getting all of this so i don't really know he's he's not with the right program evidently then it says in red below that it says we will shoot more police in arizona until we get free and I don't know I don't know if that means until we get everything for free or until we get I don't know, free, like I don't know. So this is this is the kind of mentality you're dealing with, with with um a lot of these illegal alien invaders coming over here. We will shoot more police until in Arizona until we get free. I mean, if that's not pure evil, I don't know what is. And he's right out in, in the public square in America, in some probably some, you know. Arizona, New Mexico place, doing this. In conclusion, this photo tells America, especially those residing in border states, what is coming next. Yeah, it does. Now that's just a little portion of that report. Again, the link is posted here. Uh, Next report. Hundreds of illegal aliens from Ebola-stricken Congo who arrived in San Antonio last week quickly fan out across the country. (laughs) All by design. Hundreds of illegal aliens from Ebola-stricken Democratic Republic of Congo were dumped in the streets of San Antonio last week. Now it is being reported that these hundreds of illegal aliens from Africa have dispersed across the country with no real plans to survive except for, quote, hope. Well, I'm sure they'll be taken care of at some point. I mean, that's what we do. Our government does. San Antonio officials also stated that local organizations expect migrants from Africa to keep arriving to the city. But nothing is being done to stop the invasion. And the illegals coming from Ebola-ravaged areas of Africa aren't even screened for diseases. No. In fact, when they check positive for Ebola, they're released. That's what our, that's what they've even admitted to. So they're just trying to get this pandemic kicked off and get it kicked off as quickly as they can from what I can see. Okay, so let's go to the next report. The WHO, World Health Organization, refuses... To declare Ebola outbreak, international emergency, as at-risk migrants pour into Texas, migrants from Congo bussing into San Antonio unvetted. The World Health Organization has decided not to declare an international health emergency over the Ebola epidemic in the Democratic Republic of Congo that has now spread to Uganda, the organization announced on Friday. After an independent panel of medical experts on the WHO's emergency committee met Friday to discuss the possibility of declaring the worsening Ebola epidemic in Africa an international emergency, the committee concluded that despite the extraordinary event of Ebola spreading into Uganda, the level of response would remain unchanged. Several experts had recommended that the WHO should declare an international public health emergency. Uh, so far, the death toll, as a result of the current Ebola outbreak, the second largest in history, stands at over 1,300. It's probably 10 times that, okay? Because I never, ever believe any of their stats they give. They always underblow them because that way, when um, they can use that, they could say, oh, it's only at this level. And then when it gets really, really bad in particular cases, or if, it's, or if the death toll is very bad, they can always downplay it. Now... Sometimes they use that and things like a hurricane will come through and wipe out, you know, 10,000 people and they'll say all oh, 100 people died. And that way they can always just, they, they, they don't want to panic people until the time when they really want to panic people. And that's when they're going to bring in the order out of chaos. The Who's announcement comes only days after it was documented that there were hundreds of unvetted Congolese migrants being bused into the San Antonio, Texas with the mainstream media, which the mainstream media refuses to cover.
2: So,
0: yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. Now, I had a listener email me and she reminded me about the movie Contagion, which I, I had watched originally, uh, probably back in the day uh, when i think this came out in 2011 uh heavily heavily relates to like my teaching on avion flu and things of this nature but i haven't haven't wa- i don't really hardly watch movies at all now rarely and um there's just you know so much of that Hollywood stuff going on with it uh, but i really felt like i was being convicted i needed to revisit this movie again and as i was watching it i was like oh wow i need to play some of these clips in the next teaching and i just so happened to do this last night and it's right on cue with the ebola stuff that i'm covering right now because it heavily factors into what we're talking about here so the timing you know god's timing is is impeccable for a lot of this stuff so i'm going to go ahead and play three different clips here from this movie and some of it Like, the one clip in the middle, there's some other stuff that's going on in the movie, but then it relates into something. It's like a four-minute clip. That's the longest one. And then I'll be narrating it, too. Okay, so this first clip, it's the, I don't know, head of the, I don't know, head of CDC and his, uh, one of his main military guys that he's coordinating. The plague's already broken out. Uh, And, uh they're discussing containment protocols and things of this nature this has been okay i think we're probably months into it at this point point. and so i this this clip is going to be regarding um uh some of you know like how they're approaching this this plague and this pandemic at this point
3: when the field home when they're sick right What's going on, Lyle?
2: There's a sick congressman from Illinois in D.C. He was in Chicago over the holiday. They're using the pod to fly him home, then they're closing down Midway and O'Hare. The governor there is calling out the National Guard, they're setting up roadblocks, they're shutting down the Board of Trade, public transportation, even the Teamsters are pulling their drivers off the road. People are still gonna slip through, you know Yes, that. they will. The Secret Service is moving the president underground. Congress is figuring out how to work online. When the word goes out, there will be a run on the banks, gas stations, grocery stores, you name it. People will panic. The virus will be the least of our worries. It will tip over now. We just need to make sure that nobody knows until everybody knows.
0: The temperature is 100 Okay, so that is huge because it's so funny. I just had... A listener I was corresponding with the other day, and I said this exact thing because, like, for instance, now God could stop this with the Ebola. What they're trying to do, He stopped it b- before. You know, He swap He stopped it with the avian flu H5N1 back in 06, that I did my 14-city tour on. He stopped the swine flu thing in 2009. Um, SARS and these other outbreaks we've had since then. The Ebola that's come up i really believe god has intervened and again it it keeps it keeps pushing satan's timetable forward because like i said many times before they wanted george orwell's 1984 to be reality okay now we're not even there yet tonight to george orwell's 1984 yet we're getting close but we're not quite there yet and that's some you know (laughs) decades and decades later so I really believe God's always throwing monkey wrenches into into Satan's plans. Uh, But the last line that he said, and and let let me just let him repeat that one more time. Over now.
2: We just need to make sure that nobody knows until everybody knows.
0: Okay, so this is the exact thing I said I brought up the other day. What they would want to do by not reporting, let's say this Ebola thing goes to its logical conclusion and in, in, in God doesn't intervene. Okay, Now, I think we should be praying that God does intervene, obviously. That's so why I have the prayer things that go out with the with the um, audios and things of this nature. But let's say he doesn't. What they would want to do is bring as many infected, let's just say the Ebola thing, as many infected Congolese with ebola it can incubate for a year or more we've already shown you that in previous studies it can remain sequestered in the tissues where it doesn't even show that you're positive if you take a blood test and i believe it's probably part of this whatever genetically modified form of ebola that they've got patents on that can do this whiz bang stuff that no other disease i've ever seen can do it's not natural in other words and then it gets to the point where enough people are infected where they can't contain the news cycle anymore critical mass has been achieved and they know that enough people are infected that and they can't they can't keep a lid on the news anymore that then you know everybody has to know because they can't they can't stay on top of it anymore that's what he is in reference to this military uh i think he's a rear admiral in this movie that's their plan so understand that you're not going to know about this most likely until it's already far surpassed some type of critical mass where it's so bad that it's going to be spreading like wildfire and enough people have it they're going to enough vectors to spread it are going to be there where they won't be able to, to keep a lid on it in any way, shape, or form, including the news cycle. Okay, now we'll go to the next clip.
4: Yeah, and elsewhere,
3: the drug ribavirin has been shown to be effective against this virus. Yet, Homeland Security is telling the CDC not to make any announcements until stockpiles of the drug can be secured. Well, Dr. Gupta, there continue to be evaluations of several drugs. Ribavirin is among them. But right now, our best defense has been social distancing.
0: Now, no, nothing they've come up to to this point has actually been able to cure this their only hope is this um nebulous vaccine it's always some vaccine just like it was in the spanish flu of 1918 1919 that killed probably about 100 million people worldwide and um the ones that were dying were the ones that were getting vaccinated first-hand accounts over and over of men hail and hardy one day quote hail and hardy and the next day dying of the black death like a combination of different forms of the black death those were the ones that were dropping dead the ones that got vaccinated they had not perfected their vaccine science yet yes they want to kill you with the vaccines yes but they don't want you to drop dead the next day back then they didn't have it as perfected i get into all of this in in my presentation on avion flu killer of millions which you can still buy on prophecy club and um you can find my my presentation online where you'll just be seeing the powerpoint slides just key it in it's for free it's it's on youtube so um you know, it's it, with these with these movies. This is pure propaganda. This is always going to be oh the vac. I mean, everybody in this movie portrayed at the CDC. They're just the most selfless, wonderful people. They just but the one lady. You know, they they know that um, the uh, the monkeys, the vaccine trials, and the monkeys hold the key to if if they can beat the disease. And she selflessly takes the vaccine, injects it into her leg, and then exposes herself to her dad who has it and um the the ebola or this 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 uh contagion which is what the movie's called and selflessly does that but doesn't die proving the vaccine works and then they start trials and then they start mass manufacturing it and then it's it's the miracle cure and it's and again this is all predictive programming this is all the brainwashing they want you to buy into and they want this to be firmly embedded in your subliminal thinking process that when this happens oh the vaccine is the cure the vaccine is not going to be the cure it's going to defile your dna and only god knows else what it's going to end up doing to you i've said i've gotten into this many many times before Absolute this ebola outbreak like i said i can't even find out what's in these vaccines all i know is they have horrific side effects the ebola clinical trial vaccines horrible side effects uh but they're gonna remember when this all stuff goes down they're gonna this is probably going to be very similar scenario where they let millions and millions die and they and they lead millions and millions to think there's nothing else that can help this which is a lie just rely on on the on the satanic vaccine for your salvation hey it worked good and i am legend i mean it only turned the whole planet into zombies you know but they didn't have cancer they were cancer-free zombies which is really the important part no
3: handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently.
0: Oh, that's their solution. Can
3: you tell us to date how many people have died from this virus? Very difficult. We're still working on uh, confirming that number. There Please. are 50 different states in this country, which means there are 50 different health departments followed by 50 different protocols.
0: Let me bring in Alan Crumwitty into this debate as well. Uh, Alan's a freelance journalist. Uh, he was uh... so Alan Crumwitty is the conspiracy theorist guy, the one that has the herbal cure for this. The one that's trying to expose the CDC, but he's he's labeled as the nut job. He's labeled as like somebody like me that, you know, is against the big establishment and doesn't have science on his side and doesn't have big pharma and Satan backing him. And he's trying to get to the truth, but he's really just some nut job that's that's just greedy and wants to make tons of money, is really what how they end up portraying him in the end. The first to track the Shinko Busman video. Uh... but remember. It's a Kabbalistic principle. They've got to tell you what they're doing before you, and they've got to tell you how they're doing it to you before they do it to you. And he's he's going to actually give you truth here, but see, you're supposed to view it as, oh, that's just you know fake news and lies and some conspiracy theorist guy, even though it's true. Alan, uh, today on Twitter, you, you wrote that the truth about this virus is being kept from the world by the CDC, by the World Health Organization to allow friends of the current administration to benefit from it,
4: both financially
5: and physically. Uh, there are therapies we know are effective right now,
0: like Forsythia, and they don't even. Appear- Scythia's is, is the herbal therapy that he used on himself to cure himself. Now later in the movie, they're going to say, "Oh no, you never even had Ebola. You were lying. Are they took his blood against his wishes, and your um, you never had it? And Forsythia doesn't work." Okay, I'm going to get into that a little bit more later, which is actually a lie.
5: They're on the CDC website.
0: On your blog, you also wrote that the World Health Organization is somehow in bed with pharmaceutical companies? Of course because they, they are. are. They
5: are, totally. That's who stands to gain from
0: this. They're working hand in glove. Absolutely.
5: And the hand is reaching into our pockets. The CDC
3: is exploring forsythia and other homeopathic treatments, but right now... It's, it's
0: not a homeopathic, it's an herbal big difference
3: no science to back any of these claims
0: Oh no
5: way dr Cheever, or the people who put him into power can profit from it we're not ruling anything out there are people
3: who No, are because sick. they
0: pick, they cannot patent a natural cure because it's natural that's why drug companies have no monetary motivation to ever bring an herbal cure to market because number one they want reoccurring revenue that's how they make their money they want the control and with the patents they have that control and then they can jack up the price skyrocket-wise and charge exorbitant amounts of money for something that might cost them a penny a pill to make. They do it all the time.
3: People who are dying, and we
4: they are keep people safe from this any more than they kept us safe about the Wall Street
5: of or Katrina dr cheva is being a bit disingenuous when he says every american citizen we're working very hard to find out where this virus came from to treat it
3: and to vaccinate against it if we can <laughs> we don't know all of that yet we just don't know what we do know is that in order to become sick you have to first come in contact with a sick person or something that they touched in order to get scared all you have to do is come in contact with a rumor or the television or the internet i think what mm-hmm. mr crumwoody is uh is spreading is far more dangerous than the disease. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. That's funny. What's funny? Now, I think you're funny, because if you check on Facebook, you'll find a communique attributed to Dr. Cheever by Elizabeth Nygaard about the quarantine of Chicago hours before it was announced to the public. That's why I think he's a bit disingenuous when he says equal care for all and not just his friends.
4: Some pretty wild allegations here, Dr. Cheever. It's I mean, true, you say? what communication appeared and when? What exactly is the nature of your relationship with Elizabeth Nygaard? Well, again,
3: I'm not aware of anything attributed to me on any social media. I'm sure
5: you're not. Facebook, it is Twitter. there. It is there. Tell them what an Arnold of two really means, Dr. Cheever. Teach him some math, hmm? No? I'll do it. On day one, there were two people with it, and then there were four, and then it was 16, and you think you've got it in front of you. But next it's 256, and then it's 65,000, and it's behind you and above you and all around you. In 30 steps, it's a billion sick. Three months. It's a math problem you can do on a napkin, and that's where we're headed. And that's why you won't even tell us the number of the dead, will you, Dr. Cheever? But you'll tell your friends when to get out of Chicago before anyone else has a chance.
0: Everything you said is true.
2: They're looking for a scapegoat. He just made it easy.
0: This is the rear admiral then talking to the guy that was just being interviewed, uh, Fishburne, I think is the actor.
2: The only reason we're not taking this to the Attorney General is because we can't replace you right now, but there's gonna be an investigation. Do you understand that? we
0: don't want to see him in front of the cameras anymore. Okay, so now they're going to this lab where they're doing all their vaccines research garbage.
2: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did you come from?
1: it's mutated
3: which way better or worse
1: it's moved into an african HIV AIDS population the Durban cluster is highly divergent we even knew new nautilus it's not two anymore
0: so they're basically saying this virus has mutated and now it's more virulent now it's more spreadable they're the people that like um, if one person has it he'll typically infect four now I think whereas opposed Before, if one person had it, they would infect two on average. So I think that's what they're determining in this part. Okay, so now... They go back into the labs.
3: I thought you said that once... We could
0: grow it. We could vaccinate against
1: it. We tried using dead virus combined with several adjuvants to boost immune response. And? No protective antibodies.
0: Adjuvants like squalene and aluminum and mercury and all that good stuff that they claim supercharged the vaccine or whatever, which, you know, it's just killing you in, in the process, but, you know, and causing all kind of autoimmune reactions and creating all kind of autoimmune diseases, things of this nature. But, you know, it sounds really scientifical and... in. So it must be must be true and right.
1: Got a dead monkeys. Can you get to the part where there's good news? Now we have to try a live attenuated virus. Oh, now they
0: have to use a live attenuated. The word attenuated means partially killed. So now they've got to actually take the virus in a live, partially killed form, and then inject it into people, which is a lot more risky than than using a uh, fully uh, attenuated killed virus. So that's what she's in reference to
1: exactly the only danger with the live virus is the possibility that it will revert to wild type and kill the host
0: when will we know about that
3: i'll ask the monkeys as of right now the mortality rate is fluctuating between 25 and 30 percent depending upon underlying medical conditions socioeconomic factors nutrition Fresh water. With the new mutation, we are predicting an R naught. So
0: socioeconomic factors. So they're they're even saying there that if you had fresh water and your nutrition was good, you'd have a much higher rate of survival. Just like I said about the Ebola that I talked about, where it was proven that in the areas where the Ebola virus thrives in Africa. The soils are almost totally depleted in selenium, and and there they rely a lot more on food grown off the land because they don't. We're, it's not like America where they can go to a grocery store and buy everything they need, and maybe it's coming from another country or whatever. Um, there, the soils are totally depleted of selenium, and then also vitamin C. It does two things. Ebola it strips totally. Every bit of your vitamin C, which you have to get from outside sources anyway, because your body cannot manufacture it, and every bit of selenium out of your body. And this is why you bleed out of every orifice, because you have to have um, those two factors for uh, blood clotting and for maintaining blood vessel um, strength. And without those factors, you will just bleed out of every orifice. And that's why I said, if you just did the vitamin C and the selenium by itself, um, uh, And again, when I say vitamin C, I don't mean ascorbic acid. I mean some type of vitamin C in some type of food base with bioflavonoids in it. That C-1000 that I have that I carry is probably the best value that I have overall. And it has all of those cofactors in one. So if you want to know more about that, just contact me on the contact page at uh, contendingfortruth.com. And um, the selenium is, you know, these these things are easy to, to get into your body and then the silver would be used if you actually contracted it and then you would have a way to actually kill the virus. But if you're already high in vitamin C and selenium, you wouldn't end up needing to probably take near as much of the silver to actually get the job done is the whole point here. Now, the information I just told you, there's not very many people on the planet that know that, that have put all of those factors together because I use high part per million in five miles of silver protein, which is unlike anything produced on the planet. And I do believe God led me to that product and I've got tons and tons of testimonies from listeners to prove that fact. I mean, the way God led me to that was miraculous. And I've told the story before, I don't even want to tell it again, but it was, it was pretty, pretty miraculous. So if you don't know about that, you can either contact me at the contact. There's a link on the right side of my website to it's Dr. D R hyphen symbol johnson.com and that's for the mild silver protein uh but that protein that mild silver protein is the most stable in the world it has a shelf life that is decades in fact they've never had a bottle go bad and the company started in 96 i believe or 93 it's it's been like 25 years they've never had a bottle go bad so the only way you can ruin it i heard is if you take it out of the bottle and expose it to sunlight but it comes in an amber bottle. You wouldn't want to leave it on your windowsill though, but that's the only way you can really, it's not really susceptible to heat or cold, or it's very, very stable. And um, it's unlike any other silver I've ever seen on the market with the stability factor alone, plus the potency.
3: Of no less than four, and without a vaccine, we can anticipate that approximately one in 12 people on the planet will contract the disease
0: okay so we have that clip now i'm going to go to the last clip
5: after the spanish flu in 1918 you know people got
0: rich okay after the spanish flu of 1918 people got rich now he was he didn't even mention the vaccine producers then because they kind of i think they like to keep that under wraps quite a bit about that but it's funny he brings that up here (laughs) now this is the this is the conspiracy theorist guy okay this is the uh what what's his what does he go by um i'm looking at the actual thing on um jude law the actor jude law is playing alan crum whitey and um he's he's the conspiracy theorist guy that where you will hear by far the most truth in the whole movie from him by far, because, see, again, it's a Kabbalistic principle. They gotta give you the truth um, of what they're doing to you. They can't just lie to you, it's just, that's not the way Luciferians can play the game.
5: It's vapor rub people, the Lysol people, look it up. One man dies, another man makes money off his coffin. One country culls all their chickens, red meat goes into higher demand. I'm not the first person to make money off the fact that our immune system is a work in progress. The pharmaceutical industry
2: do it every quarter. Exactly. I don't think anyone is immune to opportunity, Alan.
0: Is because he was involved with this forsythia, herbal cure, that he cured himself with. Okay. But then they come back later and say, Oh no, you never had it. Our blood tests prove it. And he's like, I don't trust your blood test. I know I had it. And the, and it never it it's just basically you have to believe the government's narrative or what he's telling you. And from what I'm seeing in the movie, yeah, the guy's overbearing, but he's after the truth. He's after getting the truth out in the whole movie. And so, again, it's it's which narrative do you want to believe is, is basically what they leave you the choice of that. But the studies show that there is... Now, this is a guy he's meeting with in private that he's like his, I don't know, some type of guy he's feeding news to. And this guy's betraying him right now because he's going to realize here very soon that they're actually um this was entrapment and they're and they're there to actually arrest them
5: proof that forsythia okay. works who conducted the studies
0: what defines works right and against- he says there's no proof that forsythia works like there's ever any studies conducted on herbal remedies and even if there was if the drug companies did them you think they're going to give a, a favorable outcome when they've got billions of dollars to lose and they can't patent something like forsythia or something like mild silver protein please I mean, UCLA did studies, and I've got that in in the, the teaching that they they did studies in lab, and they found that there was no pathogen that they could put in front of colloidal silver that could survive, and that mutated strains failed uh, mutated strains failed to develop, meaning that it would kill mutated strains, it would kill the original strain, it would always work in that particular if there was enough present of it getting to the host virus or bacteria. Okay, so that's what UCLA, uh ucla medical college determined and that was back i believe in the 70s
2: what strain of the virus did you know about the studies when we
5: met the last time we can get in a lot of trouble you here. really think this dr hextall cdc person is jesus in a lab coat the government rushed the trials the lawyers indemnified the drug companies maybe it causes autism or narcolepsy or
0: cancer 10 years from now Who knows? That's what he's saying about the vaccine, which obviously it will. The the swine flu
5: vaccine killed people back in 1976. Nerve disease. So we're
0: all... It's called Guillain-Barré syndrome.
5: Guinea pigs starting from today. Just wait. They'll start listing side effects like the credits at the end of a movie. Exactly. People
2: trust you, Alan. If you tell them not to take it... That's right.
0: They trust me. Yeah, because he hasn't betrayed them. And if Forsythia wasn't working, why isn't he being sued by like half the planet that's taken it? He's got millions of followers in this show. Yet I see no blowback other than the government saying it doesn't work. I don't see anyone else saying it doesn't work. That is not present. And again, this is a Kabbalistic principle. They got to tell you what actually is the real truth in the movie. Even though they're trying to demonize it, they never did prove in this movie that forsythia doesn't work, which is their herbal cure for this. Because they gotta communicate that to you that it actually does. I'm gonna go back 10 seconds. People trust you, Alan. If you tell them not to take it. That's right.
2: They trust me.
5: All 12 million unique visitors. I'm a trusted man stepping up to a microphone in front of a very large crowd. That's who I am. That's the brand. I say the right thing. Nobody shows up for their shot. Maybe they'd rather roll the dice with Forsythia.
0: It's a much bigger roll of the dice than taking Forsythia or going a natural route like the one I have outlined. Than it would ever be taking this devil tainted vac uh, vaccine tainted dna and only god knows what else in these shots you're not going to have any idea when this comes i mean they won't tell you the ingredients now in the ebola vaccine you're not going to have any kind of access to that when this stuff goes down now again i'm not saying that we're going to have a ebola vac uh, outbreak right now god could intervene again he has before but i'm saying if it goes down even with a lot of the vaccines we have now like chicken pox vaccines. as bad as the ingredient lists are like aborted cultured off aborted babies which now there's like 23 different vaccines cultured off aborted babies even then at least we know what's in them at least most of what's in them who knows if they're hiding other stuff but with this with if we get some kind of outbreak you're not gonna have any idea what's in this stuff which is even more kind of terrifying happen i
5: just want to know i'm in the best position possible when i do what does that mean exactly if i'm going to step into the crosshairs i want to know what's in
0: is he with you so oh, he realizes are you a- he's realizes here he's being set up okay and, and you can't see what's going on on screen but i'm going to play a little bit more wow. He's being betrayed. Alan, I didn't have a choice. They've seen your blood.
2: Oh, oh, for what? Tell me for what? Security fraud, conspiracy, and most likely manslaughter.
5: It's cured me.
0: Forsythia cured me. We'll see, Alan. Yeah. This is entrapment. You can't take my blood so with in what's so ironic here is that with all the underhanded wicked garbage that the drug companies and the medical pharma cartel do on a daily basis all of the atrocities all the billions dare i say they've killed you know they got to target on this one guy that's a threat to their big gigantic vaccine empire that actually cured himself with something herbal but no he's got to be the boogeyman he's got to be the bad guy he's got to be the one that's totally discredited before they roll out their vaccine. So they'll get maximum compliance worldwide. Understand this is what they're telling you they're going to do. So they will demonize every single thing like the things I've brought up or anyone else brings up regarding the coming pandemics. Just know that that will be the case. And this is why I've been screaming about this for so long. And this is why this is the very essence of what launched this ministry back in 2006 when i did that tour on the avion flu 14 city tour that i did and um that's why this is really near and dear to my heart this particular subject because i see what they're going to do i've been predicting this for a long long time and it's not because i'm so smart it's just if you research it it becomes more and more obvious every time you look into it okay so let's continue further Here's another betrayal from Trump shock as Trump signs executive order that drops regulations on GMOs or genetically modified organisms, basically Franken food. Okay, so good old Trumpster. Uh, It says sad news today, friends, President Trump has just signed an executive order that would eliminate nearly all regulations on GMOs and genetically engineered crops. This is a huge win for the two most wicked companies on the planet Monsanto and Bayer, or two of the most wicked but a horrible defeat for ecology clean food and consumer safety frustration with Trump is increasing among health conscious individuals as the president seems to be all in for the 5G telecom and vaccines and now GMOs I'm telling you the masks are off there's no more debating he's evil he works for satan okay as reported by the associated press this executive order now there you can you can click there's a link here to see the full report here i'm just giving you a little snippet here As reported by the Associated Press, this executive order directs federal agencies to reduce or eliminate regulations and oversight mechanisms that might help ensure the safety of genetically engineered crops. In other words, President Trump just ordered the federal government to turn America into a massive GMO experiment where anything goes. Yeah, he's making America great again, I'll tell you, just every day. Every day. Then here's the next report. Thank you, President Trump. GMO is now legal, GMOing the United States food supply, which is now authorized by his executive order number 13874. It seems obvious why the weather weapons have been used, accelerated and directed to destroy farming communities in the heart of the farmlands in the United States and worldwide. Farmers cannot survive the weapon attacks that are creating droughts and massive severe flooding, preventing The planning of crops water contamination lowering the value of foods which is wiping out the ability for farmers and ranchers to even stay in business this is the goal to wipe out the rural land occupiers anyone and everyone that resides outside the city growth boundaries this is a well-planned enforced migration of populations and demonstrates how the people will be managed by the technologies of weather weapons and more this comment is not even describing the impact of the orchestrated trade wars, further, furthering the collapse and the centralizing control of all food delivery systems. Replacing how our food is grown, scientifically created and distributed, will control the populations and force mass relocation off rural farmland into the designated stack-and-pack human resettlement zones which we've talked a lot about where they'll have just you know everybody they got to get everybody out of the country they got to kill a ton of people off they got to get everybody out of the country they got to take all of our guns and this is their goal okay like i said america is one of the last dominoes that has to fall for the new world order to really really get on and they want to coordinate that with world war iii and all of these other horrific things like probably you know some type of biological event um, like is described on contagion in regard and then you add in all the other stuff we talk about on a week-to-week basis in order to totally bring down this country next report all white people are being removed from history as revisionists re- rewrite science medicine and technology to eliminate pioneers based on skin of, color of their skin uh, in case you haven't heard, anti-white racism is rapidly becoming an accepted cultural norm. Well I, yeah, absolutely. Throughout the United States and much of the Western world. The mainstream establishment, and, and this really is from the synagogue of Satan Jews. They're, one of their main goals, they've stated over and over, is the elimination of Gentile white men, particularly Gentile white men. That seems to be their number one enemy. Okay, And they want to breed us out of existence. They want to kill us off. They want to demonize us. They want to make sure that the white women breed with black men and other races that are not white in order to create, in their terms, this is what they've said. And I've given you the quotes, our inevitable brown future, where everybody will be this homologous one race of people that don't have any real identity and, and can be easily controlled that's what their goal is that's what the synagogue of satan has said over and over and over so mainstream uh, entertainment news education and even science and medicine have all but completely been infiltrated and subverted by nefarious entities that are hell-bent on pushing endless white hating propaganda and revisionist anti-white history on the masses their goal being well you can probably figure it out and that's mass extermination Of all whites, it's suddenly no longer okay to be white in countries where white people are the majority as the subverters that now control the narrative, they have successfully brainwashed and indoctrinated a sizable segment of their population into believing that being white automatically means that you're evil and a racist and being black or brown automatically means that you're good. Using lies and deception as their catalyst for change, these wicked subverters have successfully poisoned the well. They've convinced a disturbing number of people, many of whom are whites themselves, that all white people are inherently racist against black people and brown people and have systematically taken advantage of these people groups all throughout history in order to build their thriving civilizations. But this is what we're being taught in the next generation of open minds through movies televisions and in the classroom with little resistance from guilt complex whites many of whom seem to be accepting the lie that they're evil because of their skin color i mean I'll, so much of the time when i see these total morons on the streets that are screaming at other white people it's white people screaming at other white people that you're evil because you're white and i'm like what really you're white and you're screaming and yeah but see that makes them feel superior because in their eyes they're owning up to their own evilness and they've capitulated to you know the synagogue of satan and all of their brainwashers and they've accepted who they are and they they, it, it it makes them so angry that other white people cannot accept that they're evil inherently and that they need to die because they're white essentially which is really what this really boils down to is mass extermination look at what they're doing in south africa which, we, which is really that where they've got that agenda going um they're further along in south africa as far as the extermination of the whites than any other part of the planet that i'm aware of uh, the european regions is second and the whites in uh, canada and america are i'd say third so and you know i'm again i'm not going to apologize for this information you could say oh you're racist no i'm not racist i'm being factual if any other race was being targeted like this i'd be reporting on it as well but it just so happens to be my race in this particular instance as horrific as the situation has become for white people living in the u.s who don't hate themselves for having white skin it's in many ways worse for white people living in western europe and especially in scandinavia which is being completely taken over by white hating brown migrants Native white people living in places like Scandinavia are becoming increasingly fearful about reporting crimes committed against themselves by brown migrants. And this is Muslims, is what he's saying. Because they don't want to be falsely accused of committing a hate crime. That's right. If you're victimized as a white person by a brown or a black person while um, while existing in Sweden, you could be accused of racism for reporting it and seeking justice. Well, I've, you know I've given you report after report of this so in other words just take it whitey we're gonna rape your daughters we're gonna kill you we're gonna do all these things to you and you just take it. if you open your mouth you're a racist we're taking over shut your mouth and do what you're told until you're dead we're gonna breed we're gonna breed you out of existence we're gonna take your women and we're gonna breed with them they're gonna be our brood mothers essentially and you're gonna die And I mean, I I see clips all the time where they're saying this stuff. I saw another one the other day of this German, it was in Germany, and the guy's just telling them, right out what we're doing, and that you can't stop it, (laughs) and that you're so pathetic because your birth rate is like whatever. and our birth rate, you know, we might have three or four wives, and we're putting out 22 kids, and you're not even putting out one. He says, you're just done from that alone. I mean, he was so matter-of-fact about it. So again, I'm not going to apologize for their open agenda that is right out there in your face just because it's not politically correct for me to talk about it. We can expect this same type of anti-white racism to reach the U.S. Well, it's already here. Should things continue on as they've been going without organized pushback? School children already being taught the lies about American history that paint white people as the sole racist aggressors responsible for black slavery when in fact it was actually other blacks, Jews and other non-whites who were in many cases the real perpetrators. I've gotten into this before. I've gotten into the subject, but black studies avoid the fact that the British sea captains who brought African slaves to British colonies that later became the United States purchased the black slaves from the black king of Dahomey who captured his, his fellow blacks in slave wars against other black tribes the united states has raised entire generations on fake history that white people hated blacks and decided to capture them in africa and make slaves of them in order to beat and abuse them but see if you just cram that narrative down the throats of some black person and that's all they've ever known then they're just going to have this inherent hate for white people because that's all they've ever known to read this full article entitled White Peoples and Their Achievements Are Headed for the Trashman of History, there's a link here. You can click on there. Um, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and roll this one, this this last video for this part here. And this is entitled Everybody Needs a Plan B.
4: .com. Ladies and gentlemen, when we take a look at what you need to be worried about, first of all... The History Channel just did something on this. An EMP attack. Right? You'll just stop in the middle of the highway. You won't be able to start your car. If you're home, nothing will work unless it's protected. I shouldn't say nothing. There's some things that will survive, but mostly you're going to be in the dark. That's a scary thing. And this is why we always say food, water, guns, gold, ammo, medicine, blah, 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 blah. blah. This is why you need to be prepped. Because Trump has warned us through executive order about the possibility Uh, DHS has talked about openly you need to be prepared to be off the grid for six months. This is all public information. But there's something that's a little more subtle that you need to worry about. And I was extremely concerned, and it triggered all the alarms and bells on June the 2nd at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, when all the social media went down. Instagram, Snapchat, blah, 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 they're all gone. at and put out a tweet, I guess we just went through an outage. No, it was called a beta test. When crap happens, they're taking down the communications. When a coup is underway, martial law is ready to be imposed. We will see a communications blackout. This is standard Whenever you have an action against something, you cut off command and control. And
0: what they're doing now is just, uh, yesterday they had this massive blackout in, is it Argent? Um, Brazil and Argentina. I mean, it's one of the main things that you, if you click on now, Argentina power outage, electro, electrical failure sweeps south, uh, and, and you're, Uruguay. Okay. So Argentina, Argentina and Uruguay, Um, Uruguay. And anyway, they're massive, massive power outages. And I don't know if they're beta testing right now on different countries around the world to see what public outcry and reaction will be, because typically they will start beta testing. But I'm seeing a lot more about maybe rolling blackouts this, this summer in certain particular places. And I think, they're again, they're beta testing. They're gauging public reaction. They're getting all their ducks in a row for when the grid goes down.
4: Whether you're attacking someone militarily or conducting a coup. When President Kennedy was killed, all the communications in Washington, D.C., primitive as they were in 1963, but they all went down for an hour. They wanted to see if people were going to take it to the streets if they were going to rebel if they knew the president had been murdered as the result of a conspiracy or they were willing to accept at least for a while the myth that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. So we have already seen the precedent for this in our own history. Ladies and gentlemen, it's coming. It's coming and you need to have a plan. You need to have a contingency plan. When you tell your family, hey, when they take this down, and by the way, the next time they do this and it's for real, it won't be social media that goes down. It'll be social media plus internet communication. Cell phones, internet phones, (laughs) anything that you have, sat phones, I don't care what you have, communication's going down because they don't want people to know what's going on because they don't want people to be able to organize. You know, we even saw this in 1776 when the British enacted martial law following the uh, Boston Tea Party. Now, the committees of correspondence smuggled news out of Boston to the other colonies, but the British tried to stop it. This is standard operating procedure. The message here, ladies and gentlemen, is do you have a plan when communications go down, do your do you have a plan for rallying points? And I think we're getting close enough to dangerous times that you should absolutely have a plan. Like, okay, this day of the week, where you're here, I'm here, I'm there. What's our rallying point? And you have to consider the fact that your car may not work. You have to have both a car works and a car doesn't work plan. Why? Because what if you're hit with a simultaneous EMP? people say, oh, Dave, you've gone paranoid on me. Have you taken your medication? Uh, If you don't recognize the symptoms of a coup, if you don't see what's already happening in this country, the absolute treason and sedition by the leaders of the Democratic Party that I point out time and time and time again, if you're not seeing it, A, you don't know your history, and B, you're clearly not paying attention The documentation is overwhelming. You should see the communications I get or the conversations I have with federal officials who are frustrated with their deep state-serving supervisors. They're already all saying we need military action with Mexico to stop what's coming into this country. What's coming into this country are not just good men and women who want to work and wait on our tables and work their way up the employment chain that are trying to escape the cartels and corrupt government. We're seeing the corrupt government come here. We're seeing the terrorists come here, the paramilitary-trained combination of terrorists and drug cartels as they are trained in El Salvador and Honduras. Thank you very much five years ago to two DEA agents and Border Patrol agents who alerted me to this fact. We are seeing the beginning of a cycle of a takeover. And I sincerely, sincerely hope from the very bottom of my heart that you take this seriously and get your affairs in order. Now, what does that mean? Food will be your number one need. Water right there with you. And I'll tell you, you'll have drinking water, but unless you have some kind of filtration system, and we're working on getting one here at the Common Sense Show. We are absolutely working on this now. If we can't do it, there are many, many out there, like the Berkey water filter. My friend Bob Griswold, Ready-Made Resources, has done something, and I don't make any money for mentioning this. Okay, you need to have gold because out of every crisis comes survivors. And if you have gold, you're going to be better off than people who try to survive with cash. That won't be worth anything on the other side. Food, water, any guns, ammo. Why? Because when the looting starts, you better have neighbors to defend with, to partner with, to ally with. But you better have a way to defend your property. You have to guard your yard. And your family, extended family, needs to have rallying points if at all possible because this is what happened in Kosovo, in Bosnia. (laughs) I've talked to enough of these people. I coached kids in college basketball from that portion of Europe, and the stories they and their parents tell me were horrific. I learned a lot about survival from just those conversations, and I wished you could be privy to them. But you have to take my word for it. When you have a coup, and you have a potential civil war like we are looking at right now you need to be prepped you need to have allies food water guns gold ammo medicine this is why I have so <clears throat> it goes on for about another 10 minutes there but uh, just just a
0: good reminder on some of the on some of the big things there uh regarding what is coming again do as the lord convicts you you know that's what i would say if you're not sure Pray and fast about it. That's always the best. Um, read, read the Word of God. Pray fast about it. Seek God. And regarding this specific thing, if you're if you're not sure, I, I know that I'm giving you good advice by telling you that. So this is the end of part two, and we will go to part three next. God bless you.